Hello and welcome to The Gambit. This is a podcast discussing all things Grand Arena uh, and Territory Wars for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. I'm Solo Base 15 and I'm here with my good friend Zareth. Zareth, how are you tonight? I'm doing well. We're uh, living the dream here. We, we lost at Territory Wars and that's that was embarrassing. It's like an embarrassing loss, so um, I'm still embarrassed. But <laughs> Otherwise, we're, you know... Doing good. I'm. Yeah. I'm cautiously. Now I'm not. I'm actually the next Grand Arena. I'm excited for, but uh, there's going to be ships there, and I hate that. So. Right. Well, I think that's pointless. Still, um, I think it's always been pointless. But the devs are really pushing ships now. Yeah. Because it's been it's been a dead game mode for two plus years and now they decide to really push it and they say they don't want you hoarding resources and you know we talked about this last week but again they say in the next couple months they want to release malevolence and at least two other capital ships where how how can you max those ships out to start using them like they want you to if you haven't hoarded prestige right well, yeah, and they don't. I wonder if you wanted to spend money on prestige. Is there a way to do that? I actually don't know. Uh, that's a good question that I couldn't answer because I've never even thought about it. Yeah, because you can you can just use uh, one of your currencies that that you usually just use for shards on prestige instead. Yeah, and I, you know, personally, I I think I right now have even though i've i put a bunch of prestige into the negotiator i think i still have forty thousand prestige just sitting there so that should be good for two more capital ships yeah yeah i have four thousand as well but you also have to remember we barely used any for the negotiator because it's still five star so all of our abilities are at six when they go up to eight. Yep, that's true. Um, you know, and uh, you've, you're doing the same thing as me, I think, where, you know, once I hit five star and negotiator, you know, I got the unlock that I just stopped spending the GET2 currency so that I'd be able to choose when once malevolence comes out. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, and that's actually going to be a pretty tough choice because. You know, we're going to we're going to see some people jump all the way up to seven stars or, you know, six stars, I guess. Um, Some people are just hoarding it, have been hoarding it from the start. But um, it's going to be an interesting decision to make of whether we want to make our uh, negotiator stronger uh, by upping its star level or if we're going to want to get the unlock with malevolence. And my hunch is that we're going to do the malevolence unlock, frankly, or at least I would. I would guess that that's what I'm going to be wanting. Yeah, I, I, who knows? We'll see. I mean, part of the problem with Malevolence is all the droid ships are going to be three-star for... Well, I shouldn't say three-star. Um, you know, we're we're currently farming the one, and then the Hyena Bomber... I, actually, I did actually get five-star today, um, but it's going to sit there until it's farmable. That's true. So... Of course, as a tank, you never know. Like that, that ship might be okay at five stars. Probably not, but you know, maybe. Right. 
Well, we'll I, I guess the interesting thing too, it's not like a character where you can't increase gear levels. I guess you can increase like all the ability levels on it. Um, you know, I guess that's disappointing, but these, these ships don't have pilots. And so putting uh, the, putting stars on them is only part of the equation for these ships, um, you know, getting up to max level and, um, you know, at, at five stars, maybe they'll actually be able to function because it, there's no pilot added to the equation. I, I really don't know. It's like uncharted territory at this point. Yeah, they keep saying the ship is going to scale up, but I don't know how it's either not overpowered or underpowered because it's either overpowered because you have, you know, basically the equivalent of an R7 ship right away or it's underpowered because it's not going to be the level of R7, which means when everyone else has R7 fleets, it's not matching it. Um, so I'm very curious to see how it does actually scale up all three of the new ships that are pilotless. And that's a really interesting point to talk about, actually. You know, they talked during that dev uh, Q&A thing uh, last week a little bit about how they were balancing these guys. And basically they said, uh, you know, and this is just my uh, paraphrase of it, but they basically said, oh, no, don't worry. It's balanced for the current meta. Uh, trust us. And I, I do actually kind of trust them. Like they've been pretty good at being able to balance the the metas as they will, um, you know, and then they make adjustments that annoy uh the players if if their if their balance wasn't quite right like you know one they, they were doing good with malik and then someone had a really great counter with using emperor palpatine and they didn't want that to be a counter so they just nerfed uh that interaction and you know that that that's obviously something that will <laughs> right. happen but i think that they'll be balanced for right now but the concerning part is as they continue to add relic levels to the pilots uh, those, those ships are going to get stronger and there's not going to be a way for the for those ships to also add relic levels, at least so far, you know, unless they add another feature, I think they call them, um, you know, like gear or something. Right. Right, because, you know, in the Q&A that they did, um, they did specifically say no new relic levels are coming soon. But they also said new relic levels are coming at some point, um, which means <laughs> you can expect that disparity at some point in the future. And if I was a betting man, I would say it's coming, you know, in the next four or five months, at least by February would be my guess. Oh, yeah. You know, they're going to do that. And I mean, they've they have they've already said that they're going to use relics to give us uh, extra abilities on certain characters at least which, which is intriguing but it's also like okay so relic 7 is a huge investment right now it, it's you know like 10 days of like triple refreshes on a, in, on the cantina to be able to get there you know and you're using all this gear that at an unsustainable rate <laughs> right now at least right i i do think though that the relic uh abilities I think that was just an idea that somebody's spitball and they're honestly talking about it. But if you look at the Q&A, they have no clue. Like, they don't even have an outline of how it's going to work yet. So I think we have a lot of time for relic abilities. 
that could be well you know and the cynical part of me um is just thinking like okay so if they ever need some kind of revenue boost you know some some of the something of theirs isn't uh making as much money like all they have to do is add a relic level that doesn't add stats other than like 20 speed true yeah i I honestly think we see that before relic abilities because in the q a their actual answer to it was um relic abilities take a huge amount of engineering time and they wanted to see how relics uh were played with at first and how people were approaching it. And so that tells me that they didn't even start designing a relic ability until, you know, probably two months ago or even thinking about relic abilities. So I I think we see speed relics before we see relic abilities. That makes sense. I actually didn't see that question. I must've missed it. I read the whole thing, but well, I bet I read the whole thing except for that one. (laughs) i'm sure that it was exactly that actually i bet i read that and i just forgot about it but um no i mean that and that's a really interesting point to uh to be thinking of you know they're going to be developing these things in the background the question for me is you know so so as the game continues to expand you know they're adding new characters and therefore all these different relics are going to have uh, an extra ability for like all 170 characters or are they just going to single out specific characters to just be overpowered? Like, you know, I think they used the example of Darth Vader getting a force choke or something at one point. You know, not not all the characters. Yeah. Like, what's what's uh, Plo Koon's uh, version of force choke? Like, what's his iconic thing that he does? You know, um, yeah. Or or for that matter, like Stormtrooper or Range Trooper, like the you know. They already do their weird stepping thing for range trooper. Like that's that's like the one iconic thing that I think of. So, uh, are all right. these characters going to get these abilities, or are we going to start seeing like an S tier of characters that, um, you know, they all have these extra abilities, and the kind of generic characters just are you know left way behind and not not even worth taking in the meta. Well, I mean, if you look back at the introduction of Zetas, that's what it was. You know, now every tune that comes out has a Zeta. But if you remember when they first came out, it was, you know, Kylo and Vader and a couple other tunes. And then uh, most of the teams, including, you know, one of the sub-metas of Rogue One didn't have Zetas at the time. See, I think you started a little bit before me because when I got when I started the game, they the Zetas had already existed, and I remember like I asked a couple times on Reddit, uh, like what is a Zeta, and people just downvoted me and didn't respond, <laughs> which which is actually like a great <laughs> microcosm of of what Reddit really is, <laughs> um, but. You know, it took a while for me to understand, but that like Zetas were already part, uh, they were already a big factor that people were considering. And so I actually didn't get in on any of the philosophy behind it, you know, the intention that the devs communicated. Uh, Yeah, I, uh, well, I don't remember the communication at all. All I remember is that Zetas were very limited. Most of your team didn't have one. And, um, Back then, the big discussion was 
how great Kylo Zeta was because it was a unique and you could use him on every team where most other Zetas at that time were leadership <laughs> abilities. Ah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, that was actually my first Zeta was the Kylo Ren, the original Kylo Ren um, Zeta. Yeah, I, I think that was my first. It was either that or the Vader lead. Um, they they were definitely one two. I just don't remember who exactly was one and who was two. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of a nerd. I've I've kept track. I could tell you the list of all <laughs> ninety like in order. Yeah, actually ninety one because I, I applied the fin one and then they gave it back and I never put it back on. So <laughs> I I would be at ninety one as well. Who oh and Daka so technically ninety two. Oh yeah, actually Daka is more and more attractive as you continue. To... <laughs> She's not attractive, <laughs> to be clear, um, unless you're into that. But um, she her Zeta is actually more and more attractive as you continue to put relic levels on her. Yeah, I've thought about it again. It's just not high on the list at this Fair. point. Yeah, I know. It's like, even though, you know, I think you and I both have 90 Zetas. Isn't that right? Um, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Even though we both have 90, um, <laughs> I have a huge list of Zetas that I want to put on different characters. Oh, absolutely. And my problem is I don't write down my list. I just keep it in my head, and then I get time to apply the Zeta, and I do something <laughs> impulsive. I know. <laughs> I know. I, You know, one trick that I've used uh, to curb the impulsiveness is if, there, if a character needs a, or wants a Zeta that I want to put on him, but I know it's a bad idea. I just don't put them on my favorites list, so I can't see them. Oh, that doesn't stop me. T3 just got a Zeta, and he was not on my favorites list. Oh, that's fancy. Oh, yeah, I remember you sent me that screenshot. He's gear 12 as well, right? Yeah. He is. He's gear 12 now with his first Zeta. Right now, I'm saving a Zeta for when Arc Trooper comes out, because you know he's coming out sometime soon. Um, but other once I get my next Zeta, it'll be T3 second. Nice. I still, I still have Echo and Fives to go. Um, and then, yeah, I'll need to save one. I'll, I have one right now that I'm just sitting on. I could put it on Arc Trooper. Yeah, because I expect Arc Trooper to come out in the next week or two. If Light Side Territory Battles really does come out on the 18th, we'll probably get a week to farm him. Because I'm assuming he is the, you know, the the tune for whatever special mission is going on like the captain hans of the world um that could be a wrong assumption but that's what i'm assuming so i assume arc troopers coming out next week hmm. yeah i think that that seems that seems reasonable at least and actually if they follow the same trajectory that they have um with the light side and dark side territory battles uh, in Han Hoth. The first one that came out on Hoth, uh, you know, that's kind of inverted, but the first one that came out on Hoth, we had to farm um, a character in the the cantina, I think is what it was. It was a cantina farm to get uh, Captain Han and, you know, to be able to unlock a character. And then the, it, the dark side version, the second one that came out was Stark and we got to farm him in the guild store and it's been a yep. really long time since they put a character in the guild store. 
and I have 10,000 currency that I just sit on as a base uh, uh, for that store. So I'm really hoping that they just stash Arc Trooper there and I can farm him up to seven stars pretty quick. Uh, I'd, I'd honestly rather Cantina because at this point I'm so desperate for six E-Mods that my guild store currency is just going towards mod salvage. Oh, you're spending spending that on six uh, E. Okay, I I only do uh, I only spend shard shop on that. Oh, see, I I never use shard shop for that. Ah, that's those are the two things I buy every time it refreshes at shard shop. I buy the um, I buy the two six uh, E pieces, and then I buy the uh, four uh, gear twelve pieces, left hand side pieces. Um, yeah, you know, not, I guess there's a few options, but they're, they're the, like the top three ones. There's the scanner, the med pack and the, um, syringe that's, they're all, they're right next to each other in my shard shop at least. So anyways, it's kind of moving far afield, but, uh, <laughs> um, otherwise that, that Q and a had some interesting things. Um, they, they fielded a few tough questions I thought, and, not all of them were very satisfying. Uh, you know, a lot of them were just corporate, you know, like, oh yeah, we, we value you. We, we hear what you're talking about. We acknowledge that. Um, but uh, there were a few other pretty, uh, good ones. You know, there was one guy who was just like, yeah, we feel like we've let some of the players down on certain aspects of the game. And, you know, I appreciated them just acknowledging like they feel that all of the tough questions you know people are saying is, is the game dying is you know is and are you guys just trying to steal our money out you know all these different accusations and i felt like they at least they acknowledged that the community is asking them instead of just painting a cheery uh, picture like they actually said yes these are questions that you know we're going to address Right, I, I agree. I, I was very glad that they answered the stupid, is the game dying? I am also very glad that they called out people in that answer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, we talked about and, that. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I think they actually did it a tactful way. They didn't, you know... They didn't call anyone out by call, names. They didn't call out names. They didn't... It was a, more of a subtle call-out, but I, I was very happy to see that it happened. Yeah, me too. I screenshotted it, I won't lie. <laughs> Excellent. <Yeah. laughs> For whatever that's worth, it'll just go in my pile yeah. of random uh, like Grand Arena and Territory War screenshots that I'm taking. So, um, No, I, I like that. Uh, they, they didn't say that we're not getting 3v3, this uh grand arena but they basically said what we are getting and that that and that it's not 3v3 like all the things that we're getting <laughs> do, don't include 3v3 uh, and the world rejoiced your world rejoiced yes yes it did <laughs> that's, that's too bad i wish i wish you'd get over this fear of uh of 3v3 solo it's... not fear annoyance the word is annoyed. Well, sure. I mean, I'm sure people who are afraid of spiders are annoyed by them as well. So <laughs> I'm just playing. But uh, 
So one one thing, and I don't I don't even think it was from the dev Q and A, but something else that came out last week was they were talking about uh, the feats that we're going to be seeing in this next upcoming Grand Arena Championship, and uh, it's all have to having to do with first order and resistance, and you know all that theme. And I one of the one of their um, things that they're talking about was we're going to be seeing like we have to use Finn in conjunction with first order to get a win in grand arena how do you feel about that solo yep (laughs) i can tell you i will not be doing it (laughs) that's how i feel about it um that will be a feat that i just completely ignore because a it doesn't really i i mean the team doesn't work the same uh with finn so I'm going to have to face like Ewoks or like a G10 Ewoks, which I haven't done since I was about 2 million GP ago. Um, but second, it doesn't even make thematic sense because the fin that we have, because they keep saying that the these characters are on the table or locked into their position. This fin doesn't even, isn't even first order fin. So it doesn't even make sense. So, um, I, I'm just ignoring. Yeah, Finn, Finn is wearing a resistance jacket. It like, isn't he? It, isn't that yes. like he's wearing Poe's jacket, which is resistance? Like, it's yep. total nonsense. It, I'll, I'll be honest. Like, I already really hate feats because they're they're parts of the game that, like, we're, this is supposed to be the highest level of competition in the game, and you know, I I love I love that concept but feats don't really have an impact on whether you win or lose other than just derailing your ability to win um you know potentially and it's frustrating that they put like these these different things like you have to get a win with endurance in a totally different game mode in order to win uh, points in this other game mode uh, you know in our true competition game mode and it, it just seems so arbitrary and frustrating and you know, I don't want to have to use Finn with first order in order to be able to like max out my my points. You know, if I want to get top fifty in division one, you have to do that. Like I I missed out on that uh, by a little bit because I I wasn't able or I chose not to. Um, I chose not to put a General Grievous on offense because it would derail my defensive strategy. And it, it's I don't know. Feats in general frustrate me, but the fact that I have to use Finn, who has zero synergy with First Order, uh, it, it's we'll see what happens. I was I think the thing that's really frustrating to me about it though too is um, I had a pretty good uh, Grand Arena season last last season, and I've been considering making a commitment to getting every single feat this season. <laughs> And this this would totally derail that. That would be really hard to do. So, yeah, yeah, I I think these feats are awful. I generally ignore them, um, which is probably why I didn't make Kyber. Um, but they the feats take the fun out of this part of the game for me. So, you know, I don't want to use like Finn on uh first order or i don't want to have to gear up special forces tie pilot just to get an extra 80 banners um 
you know, this I equate it to like when they did these super powered territory wars, and all that happened was everybody put the super powered teams on defense, nobody used them on offense, and you didn't actually get to play with the super powered teams anyway. Yeah, um, that wasn't fun. I, so I, no, I, I just I, I mark it down as something that I'm going to ignore in the game. I will do the feats like get 18 arena wins or you know, complete 12 undersized wins or all those feats, but these thematic feats, I will, for the most part, ignore. Well, you know, and I tend to agree with that. I ignored a bunch of the Separatist ones that, you know, you have to kill a bunch of guys with Separatists or whatever. Um, you know, one one thing to consider, though, too, when you're choosing to ignore them, you know, for our listeners' sake, at least, uh, you know, and I think that you're just fine ignoring them, but... um if you do all of the feats, if you do every single one of them, um, you can actually get, you can, they can count as one win for you, basically. Like if you can get full clears across the board, typically you need to go 10 and two in Grand Arena to be, to be able to make Kyber, at least in division two and three, or one and two, um, and maybe three, I don't know about three, but um, you have to be able to get 10 and two, but if you get all of the feats and you get full clears every match, you can go nine and three instead to end mid still yeah. make Kyber. Right. I'm not advising to ignore the feats. I'm just saying I personally am ignoring these feats. Well, uh, you know, and just have a plan in place and know know what you're going to do. You know, that's why I say I, you're going into it with your eyes wide open. But for our listeners, just keep in mind, if right. you're in Division One and Two, you can if you do all the feats, you can go nine and three. But you're more likely to get a loss if you're doing stupid feats involving Finn and First Order as well. Right. That well, that's the other side of it. Um, but speaking of how to make Kyber, that brings up another thing that came out in the Q and A, which was uh, people, you know, rightly so, pointed out that Division Three and lower, it's much easier to get into Kyber in those divisions just because of the way the points stack up. Um, and so, what the dev said in the answer was. They saw that they're and they're going to work on making the distribution of uh, being able to get into Kyber more equal across all divisions. So, does that mean they're going to restrict the lower levels or increase the upper levels? You know, they didn't say, so it's kind of just speculation at this point. Yeah. It- I would be really frustrated, actually, if they made it easier to get into Kyber at, at Division One, uh, just because I've been able to get into Kyber a couple times, and I don't want that achievement to be undermined. You know, when, when we're looking at overall stats and people have the same awards as me, you know, it's sure. like, it's like, oh yeah, I got into Kyber too. Like that doesn't matter, <laughs> um, you know. But my alt, like, it's a joke to, you know. Sure, he he made Kyber no problem. Like it, it really wasn't that hard. Right. Because he's in division six and the, the, you know, in division seven, like that's, that's not a huge, huge accomplishment. I mean, I mean, it is, it is good. Like you have to have a, a positive win record, a really good one, but you're not, you're not facing the kind of crazy compositions that you are at the like really top, you know, the 5 million and higher uh, GP brackets. So, um, right. 
Yeah. I do agree with them that it should be equal across all levels, though. Um, you know, it shouldn't be I only need eight wins in Division 8, but you need ten wins in Division 1. Um, absolutely. I, I absolutely agree with that. And I don't know if that's the math. I'm just using that as an example. Um, but I do know a lot of people have said that the lower divisions are much easier. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they they are. And my, my alt, you know, if if I'm using my alt and my main, um, you know, and I don't want to get, get into spoilers for our next segment or anything, but, um, you know, my alt and my main uh, were... Uh, getting they were they were winning at the same rate and um, my alt ignored all of the feats basically because I was getting lazy with him because uh, I'm gonna quit with that that account pretty soon but um I was getting lazy with the feats and yet he still made kyber before my other character had the opportunity to so um yeah like it it, it just was easier just you know it wasn't just because the competition was easier that the points are just substantially uh, unbalanced. All right. So moving this along, Zareth, we did have Grand Arena finish up last week. Uh, how did you end? Well, so I think last week uh, when we ended, I was uh, we were on the the day before our final matches. Um, you know, and we had already known who our opponents were and everything. I was 11 and 0 at the time, and I was, uh, I'd already made Kyber. Like, all I had to do was deploy. And, uh, you know, I didn't even have to attack, and I would make Kyber. But I wanted to, you know, see if I could go 12 and 0. Like, that's a, that's a huge milestone, in my opinion, like a big opportunity that may never happen again to be able to go have a perfect Grand Arena season. Um, so you know there was one big, uh, one big hurdle for me, and that was uh, my opponent had a faster uh, Badstila and Darth Revan. They were both faster than mine. And if you guys have uh, played that mirror match, you, it's not a very workable mirror match if you're if both of those two characters are slower than your opponents. If one is slower and one is faster, it's workable. Like you can find a way to win, but. Uh, my opponent just had the right mods and had me beat. And um, so, of course, you know, I, I was doing everything I could. I was trying to trick him. I changed my Badstila speed and my Darth Revan speed so we would think that my Badstila was slower or was faster than his. And none of that worked. And he placed <laughs> he placed that team on defense. And, and I was not happy at all. Um, but, you know, you got to... You got to compete if you can. And so, uh, you know, my, their defense on the front line was really strong, but I, I was able to, you know, I had enough good offensive teams. I, I was able to beat all of them except for the Darth Revan team. And so I had to use the uh, the jaw gambit, uh, as we call it. And, you know, that just means sacrificing five low-level characters, in my case, Jawas. Um, and it, it increased all their all of the Darth uh, Revan and teams' cooldowns. So then I could charge in with my own Darth Revan and uh, beat his uh, just because they weren't able to get fear off on my whole team, etc. Um, so I got I got through that, but I had to sacrifice those 20 banners. Um, 
And then the back zones were actually pretty easy. So I full cleared uh, relatively efficiently after that. And my opponent ended up stumbling once against my clone team, which I had taken uh, General Skywalker out and put Shock T in his lead again uh, because all of my opponents had been all disdainful of how awfully I'd modded my General Skywalker, which in hindsight, I agree. Um, and so he had stumbled there, and then he got a really, really inefficient win against my Geonosians, I think because he used Treya and Scion, but no Nihilus. And um, anyways, it, it came down to my opponent having um, two teams he, he needed to be able to full clear me. Uh, my remaining two teams, he needed to average uh, 50 points, but he'd already failed on one of his one of the teams, so that means he would basically have to average perfect score. Uh and his general Skywalker team was able to clear Shakti in the clones, which was unfortunate, but he did drop a couple banners there. And so he had to try to solo my uh, Kira Ness team with just Nihilus. And uh, that ended poorly for him. And I was actually the first person ever to uh, cause my opponent not to full clear uh, his entire board. Uh, you know, he'd always nice. he'd always full cleared from day one, he said. Um, and I was but but to be fair, he would have full cleared me. He had the right team. He had an Emperor Palpatine team that could have done it with Nihilus in the background if he had not been desperate for extra points. Like he needed to get like 62 or 63 banners. So uh, I think sure. he could have, but it's still a fun feather in my cap i guess um so i, I went up to 12 and 0 i got the perfect season and i hope you guys excuse my kind of long recap but um that's it's a milestone that i realistically may never make again i'm at the five point i'm at 5.3 million gp right now and my competition just keeps getting harder everyone <laughs> at this level like everyone's pulled out their wallet at some point at this point like people people have a lot of wonky really strong stuff um and so, you know, and, and that's not like knocking any of my opponents, but it, it's going to get harder. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to get 12 and 0 again, <laughs> maybe I'm, I'm going to strive to that, of course, no excuses. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about it. And uh, thank you all for permitting me a minute to uh, kind of just brag about it, frankly. So <laughs> anyways, I I would love to hear a recap of your final match, if you don't mind, Solo. Uh, well, it was nowhere near as exciting as yours. Um, like, like I said earlier, I missed out on Kyber by about 2,000. Um, in my last match, I went up against a General Grievous with Watt team that was just absurd. I have a R3 Yoda, I have an R4 Jolie, and they died very quickly. Um, and the fight, actually, to be honest with you, it was going well. I just couldn't get the Watt down fast enough. Um, and then he revived B2, and then it just became a travesty. Um, and then my opponent actually lost against my Darth Revan that was on defense because I placed Revan down without Malik, so I'd sit the assassin in the fifth spot. He told me after the fact that he thought he would be able to take the team with his Jedi Knight Revan 
and save his Darth Revan team for a different team that was hiding in the back. Um, he lost with his Jedi Knight Revan, though. Ended up having to take his Darth Revan into it. Um, but then it just became a banner race because we both had a loss. And he ended up winning the banner race. Um, yes. That... Um, I've faced many General Grievous with Watt teams before, but his team was just disgustingly modded. Um, the entire team was fast. And so once they started getting that turn meter train going, um, my team just never had a chance. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to uh, stop that train once it started. Yeah, once it has the momentum really tough yeah yeah i will say that's the first time i faced a watt team that's made me want to put watt with grievous um prior to that every watt team i've faced i've reduced thanks to jedi knight revan's lead um i've reduced grievous down to one hit point making him hit for literally nothing um and so it hasn't been a threat but this one it, it was just so fast and modded so well that I just, you know, it was a fantastic team. I mean, that team deserves the win, basically. Uh, well, if it's good enough for you to admit that um, a win was deserved, like that's that's high praise indeed. So we're going to have to look into yes. that. I, I still don't have a great solution to uh, General Grievous with Watt, honestly. Uh, yeah, you know, I ended up... So taking it out with my uh, with my clones with General Anakin, that that took it out with no problem. Um, but at that point, Magna Guard was also down. I still think it will still easily take it out with no problem. Um, but I don't I don't want to use General Anakin on Grievous teams. But uh, so I, I, it's made me question what I'm going to do with my defense next time. I honestly think I'm not going to run into that good of a Grievous team that often. So I'll just kind of scout out the Grievous team beforehand before I place my defenses. If it's an amazing Grievous team, I might just keep Darth Revan for offense set up for that Grievous team um, and then put Jedi Knight Revan on defense. If it's just a normal Grievous team that you see, then I'll, I'll probably just keep Jedi Knight Revan and put Darth Revan on defense because this was the first round of three where in three battles, I was only full cleared once. And I don't think that's ever happened. So my defense really stepped up this past round of three. Yeah, I think that both of our defenses, like we, you and I have both discussed a lot of defensive theory and stuff, um, you know, and our, our theories have, has, have met various levels of success, of course. Um, um, I would like to say that they've only ever just completely dominated, but um, generally you and I get full clear just because uh, we trust ourselves more, you know, we want to, we trust ourselves to be more efficient than our opponents and you know, that's that's the way I like to approach the game, uh, you know, and I know that that's how you like to, too. Um, 
but it, it doesn't necessarily lend itself well to uh, stopping people from full clearing you. But I feel like this this last season, like my defenses have actually been pretty strong. There were, I think there were three or four total uh, instances of not me not being full cleared. I got a ton of defenses this time around. Yeah, I mean, I so I always like a strong defense if I can. I've just always put the number one priority as. Um, you know, full clearing on offense because it gets you a lot more when you full clear on offense. But now that we have enough teams that I can create eight squads of strong teams, um, and so I can place a good defense, it feels good placing a strong defense. Yeah, and I'm I'm interested to see where the game's going to go. Like, you know, at at some point, if you can place eight good teams on defense and eight have eight or nine really strong teams on offense. Like slowly certain teams are going to be phased out and I'll be interested to see how they, um, you know, eventually I'm sure they're going to add another division and then we'll have to have like, you know, 10 teams for each. Um, Right. Yeah. And they've talked about adding divisions before. And I think, I'd actually, it wouldn't surprise me if we see that sooner rather than later because they just did it for Territory Wars, which means it's something that they're thinking about and it's on their head. That's true. Though they didn't increase the number of uh, squads to deploy for Territory Wars. That, well, true, but I don't think, I honestly don't remember the level, lower levels of Territory Wars, but I think you always place the same amount of squads. Right, uh, yeah, you, you did. Every time, right? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that could be why. That's true. Um, and and I, to be frank, I would be, I'd be fine with, uh, with not, uh, with having to, uh, place more on defense now, like our guild, a lot of times we'll finish, uh, full clearing our opponent and some people will be like, Hey, I still have all my meta teams. Like I just woke up, you know, right? I I wouldn't, I wouldn't really mind having a territory war uh you know having it upped for higher divisions but that's a little besides the point uh in grand arena i'm wondering now that we're gonna have ships uh, are we gonna have fewer squads to deploy i really hope not actually like going back down to seven is gonna make things worse in my opinion i like having the challenge of clearing eight teams agreed and i really don't want the and I think they actually address this. I, I might be making that up, but I don't want, if you remember back in probably June or so when they had ships, um, they had like ships was one territory and then all the ground teams were one territory. So there's no strategy. It's literally just throw all your ground teams down and they get to see them from the opening bell. Um, I, I hope that we still get some strategy because... Some of the fun parts of defense now are what do you put in the front to trick your opponents into using a team that's needed to counter someone in the back? And I like that because uh, it, it is the, the strategy portion, just as when you're approaching it on offense, you have to sit there and come up with a strategy where you're saving good teams for the back because you know something's hiding back there. Um, and you have to figure out how to counter the front like that. That's the interesting part to me. So I hope it's not just 
here's one big territory, throw everything in there. I agree. Like the, there's the there's the strategy piece of Grand Arena, and then there's the uh, execution. And you know, execution can be fun, but it, it, a lot of times it's just kind of uh, that's the boring part to me. It's not boring exactly because uh, every match is a little bit different, and sometimes you really have to, uh, you know, you go with a different team composition or something. But uh, that's that's the part that is the least stimulating because it's like, okay, I've already done this Jedi Knight Revan versus General Grievous, um, you know, eighty times, like, or you know, maybe right. not eighty, but every single time I have a, a, a Grand Arena match that that happens. And so you do the same things and you have the same results and, you know, there's not that much mystery. Sometimes you get, sometimes you lose and that sucks, but it's also like, I've done that as well. And uh, I like, I like the idea of like, okay, which is, what's the lowest level team that I can use to beat this front zone? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Agreed. I usually, um, before every match, you know, I write down my eight main attack teams in a column and then you see the first four front zones, and I look at the top, the eight teams, and I'm like, all right, I want to keep three of these top four teams for the back, as long as you know they didn't put Darth Revan, Grievous, and Padme in front. And then obviously I'm burning my good teams right away. Um, but it's the challenge of kind of doing the mental connections of all right how do i make these bottom four teams work for the front four teams that i'm fighting yeah you know and that's that's really um that that's part of the really dynamic nature of grand arena i love the format and just having all of your teams just smashed in is just i don't know it, it's boring it, it's it's extra boring so we'll we'll have to see how things go but yeah, we'll see. <laughs> um, so moving right along here, uh, we spent a lot of time on these first two segments. Um, and, but we do have a couple podcast questions. Um, let's see. So we have Quoth who asked us um, how to pronounce Zeta. And the answer is Zeta. Um, he gave a couple options and I actually couldn't read which <laughs> uh, what they were like. Zeta or Zeta or something. Um, and what's your take, Solo? Yeah. Uh, the answer is Zeta. And all right. That's it. The dictionary tells us. All right. Not an opinion. <laughs> yeah. The dictionary is seldom wrong. Uh, similar, <laughs> not dissimilar to Solo, in fact. Uh, exactly. Exactly. Um, so uh, there's also another question. Uh, who do you think will be the dark side counter to General Anakin? That is the more interesting question. Um, and, well, here's the problem. The new movie comes out end of December. Um, I would expect the characters or any legendaries should be coming out in that January time window to avoid spoilers. Um, but my guess is the next legendary or epic that replaces General Anakin that still hasn't even 
fully taken over the meta is going to be first order. Um, you know, with the last movie we got, Oh, we've been playing this game for a long time. So the last movie we got uh, Jedi training Ray and BB eight. So just kind of in the balance, I guess you could say of the force or a balance of the game. Uh, my guess is that it's going to be a First Order character that comes in and replaces. Now, is that going to be another Kylo? I think that probably would be it. You know, we'd get the third iteration of Kylo. Um, but it could be somebody that we have no clue. But if I was betting... I would put my money right now on Kylo and the Knights of Ren. That makes sense. Um, I actually, so some Knights of Ren, sure. I, I honestly, I think maybe it's not going to be them as much as it's going to be like kind of a hodgepodge of current First Order characters and um, like Snoke added in, you know, like. I, I don't think they're bringing back Snoke. I think he's going to be released as like a in retro. Like I don't think Snoke is going to be alive in, in episode nine. My guess is that they're going to release Snoke uh, before episode nine's released as part of the hype for uh, I don't know. Like I I think he's going to be a playable character soonish. That's just my my theory. I could be I mean, totally I, wrong. I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that. I. You know, the reason I say the Knights of Ren is because I saw some promotional material for the new movie probably about a week ago. Um, and it specifically had three members of the Knights of Ren in it. So that, that's, you know, complete conjecture. That's why I went with them, just because from the First Order side, those were the only new people that were in this one piece of hype material. Um, but they were there as opposed to, you know, the last movie where they were just completely ignored. So that's why I'm saying what I'm saying. It's probably wrong, <laughs> but it, that's my guess. Uh, and that's fair. Um, you know, and where we've just been asked, asked to uh, make conjecture here. So I'm, I'm not too worried if right. we're wrong. <laughs> I didn't actually put money down on it, so. Right. Or maybe, here's a random idea. Maybe it's a team involving Royal Guard. (laughs) Well, you know, it could be. In fact, in the Q&A, they did talk about, or no, not the Q&A. It was in the, um, one of their posts, probably two weeks ago, they were talking about how the fourth anniversary is going to be they're really focusing on the original trilogy. So who knows? Maybe we get a legendary out of the original trilogy. Maybe. The problem with that is the question is, who is the counter to the General Anakin meta? And thanks to GET1, there is no General Anakin meta. <laughs> Not yet, at least. So, um, who knows? I feel bitter, too, Solo. I can I can feel the bitterness, <laughs> and I'm right there with you. Yes, yes, my nice, pretty G11 uh, General Anakin. Hey, yours yours beats the meta at least. 
It does, but it doesn't hold, so it's really annoying to have to switch mods. It, it's been... It's, it's just too bad, honestly. Like, uh, once we have Arc Trooper, I guess we'll have to reevaluate and see how good that squad is. But, right. And maybe, maybe Arc Trooper holds the key to five-star General Skywalker's dominance. I, I mean, he could, because he, he's kind of like the uh, Brute Alpha, where he's bringing in, instead of an extra tune, it's going to be that machine gun. Um, and the machine gun does carry Dispel on its basic and has some cool traits to it. So it could be. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it, it also might not be. So we'll see. Right. <laughs> we, we, we will see. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I don't even, I haven't paid attention to it. I guess it'll be interesting. Yeah. I'll just randomly have it, I guess. I've done zero theory craft. I, <laughs> yeah, it has a turret. Okay. <laughs> right. I've been more thinking about it as the fifth on the Padme team um, than, you know, replacing Ahsoka on that team because there is the Dispel on the basic of the turret, uh, which is what you kind of lose with Ahsoka's assists. So I've been theorycrafting that as opposed to it actually being with General Skywalker. There you go. That's interesting. Um you know, Shock T is good enough on the Padme team for me. Honestly, she does a lot of cool things. Yeah, she's good. She's good enough. Um, but you can also break her off and put her on a couple different teams. Yeah, she's turning into a pretty versatile character, actually. Right. So if you could, you know, add Arc to Padme, and then add Shock T somewhere else. I think you might get more use out of her that way. There you go. Interesting. Well, there we go. Some conjecture. Um, so uh, we should probably just power through this alt life uh, thing where, um, you know, both of us are kind of on the outs with our alts, but uh, we're still playing them. How did you do with this week's solo on your alt? Uh, I finished two and one. Uh, I missed Kyber. By 2,500 because I finished just behind my main account, which is actually kind of impressive because I just didn't play one round. Uh, I set defenses and then didn't attack at all. Um, so my ult, I guess, technically probably did better than my main. Um, but it's gotten to the point on my alt now, since I'm, I'm not actually playing or gearing things up, that I just can't beat Relic General Grievous teams. Um, well, let me rephrase that. I can't beat it with my Jedi Knight Revan. So if I face somebody that put both a Darth Revan and a General Grievous down, I'm going to lose a battle against their General Grievous just because my Jedi Knight Revan team has no relics, nor will I be putting in the effort to farm up G13 and relics on them. Um, so I think this was the official last last Grand Arena for my alt, because literally everybody has a relic up uh, General Grievous at this point, and so it's not even worth trying. It, it's it's hard once you feel like you're out of the loop enough uh, that you can't really compete with the current teams. Like, uh, and it's not even your main, character, main account, so why would you put energy toward it? Um, as for my account, I, I went three and zero, uh, which means I went 12 and zero 
on uh, my alt as well. So I went 24 and 0, I guess, uh, for this season. Um, Very nice. Pretty fancy. Thank you. Um, and I, I did actually face a fair number of Darth Revans and Jedi Revans. Um, Jedi Revan was really common, you know. So I'm yeah, happy enough with the win. Uh, that that account actually has a lot of Zetas and a lot of pretty decent mods. And I don't know. I find myself extremely reluctant to give it up. But I, I we'll see. I'll update you guys next week. We'll see what my progress is on that. <laughs> uh, but uh, so so solo. What what are you doing to get ready for the next Grand Arena? Uh, well, so I this past week I got Treya and Nihilus up to G thirteen and R three. Um, that Treya team is just becoming more and more important every week. I think because it's the counter to uh, clones. It's the counter to Padme at times. It's counter to Nest. It's countered pretty much anything you want it to be. And all those defensive teams are getting relicked up. And so I thought it was finally time to relic up my Sith trio so that they can actually survive. Um, I'm working on Scion now. The reason Treya and Nihilus went up so fast is because I had most of the pieces for them. Meanwhile, Scion needed about 100 needed me to farm 175 salvage to get him up. And so I just did the two easy ones first. And now Scion is taking forever. (laughs) Um, But he should be up hopefully shortly. Nice. Yeah, actually, it's funny because I ended up, uh, I put put gear on Scion first. I, I put him up to gear 13 almost by accident. Like I was just looking at what kind of stats it gained and I clicked the craft button. And you can't give, even though it uses the exact same materials, you can't give that item to uh, someone else. Like it, it's like it's unique to every single character. And so it was like, it could just sit in my inventory and I could be petulant and sit on gear 12 plus five. <laughs> but right. there's like no point to that at all. And so I, I put gear 13 on him and I haven't regretted it. Like he's, you know, he's the tank. He's got, he's harder to kill. He's... He hits harder, cause, and that's actually relevant for him. He's a tank that actually hits decently well. So, yeah, yeah, I won't regret it. it any of these trio, I, t- I, you know, previously I talked to people, and they're like, "Oh, well, why would we get them up? They already work so well." And well, the answer is because they stopped working well. Um, right. <laughs> you know, you're going up against clones that are all R three and R four. And you have a G12 plus 5 Scion, well, he's going to die fairly fast. Yeah, I've, I've had a couple people actually tell me, like, oh, well, why, why would you ever put relics on your nest? Like, she's she's a beast at 12 plus 5. And it's like, okay, so she's annoying at 12 plus 5. I, I agree. She is incredibly right. frustrating at relic 7, though. Yes. Yeah. But, like, she changes the landscape entirely. So, um, yeah, so is is that it? Like, usually it seems like you have a whole laundry list of things that you've been working on. Uh, that's basically it. Um, you know, I've geared up Rose and Haldo in protective mode a little bit. Um, T3, actually, I forgot about that. T3 went to G12 and got his first Zeta and should oh, get his go. second Zeta soon. 
Um, but that's really, you know, what I've been working on. For relics, I've been, actually been giving Ahsoka relics, and that, you know, I, I have her up at R6 right now. Um, R7 just takes, like, two and a half to three days to actually complete just to farm all the pieces. So I feel like I've been toying with her for forever as well. Um, but I did also pause, like I got Treya up and then immediately took the time to put three relic levels on her. So it, it wasn't a straight, just Ahsoka from one to six. It's kind of like, oh, I did one, two and three. And then veer off, do Treya, one, two, three, and then come back to Ahsoka, do four and five, then veer off and Nihilus to one, two, three, and then, you know. So, Ahsoka should be R7 next time we talk on the pad- podcast, though. Nice. Yeah, that's solid. Uh, Relic 7 is crazy. Like, <laughs> the level of investment is truly staggering. It's absurd. And honestly, I don't know if Ahsoka is going to need it. This is more of an arms race for my ship shard to make sure she can go first, um, which is really annoying. I mean, I can use it. It's never bad to have extra offense on her, but it's annoying that the whole point of it is so that I can have her go first in ships. But so that's what I did with my or getting ready. What did you do to get ready this week? Um, so uh, let's see. My, my most recent uh, Gear 13 was Bosk, and that was that was a couple weeks ago, actually. Um, you know, and I've been really just, I've been working on all the different, I, I needed so much Cairo to get General Skywalker up, and he's finally ready, he's good to go, he has all of his datas, I'll have remodded him by the next time we talk on the podcast, um, you know, he'll be ready to go to take on something, I don't know if it'll be another Revan team at that point, but... Um, that, that squad will be up. And uh, so it's actually just taken some time to recuperate. Um, let's see. I, I think I've had Echo at Relic 7 for a while. Um, and, and that's my most recent Relic 7. But I did get Boba Fett up to uh, Gear 13 Relic 4 uh, the other day, yesterday, I think. Um, and he, he's just, he does so much damage against certain guys like it the amount of offense, his, his offense numbers, like almost triple going from gear 12 plus five up to uh, relic seven. And I don't think I'm going to take him to seven yet at least, but like he becomes a monster. So uh, he, he's at relic four now. Django will be gear 13, probably later tonight or tomorrow. Um, Scarif Rebel Pathfinder will be gear 12, uh, either today or tomorrow. And, you know, he's he's going to be good because I'll have him on ships, uh, but then he'll also be good uh, to be able to go with uh, Commander Luke, who can now I can actually add some relic levels to him so that he doesn't out effective hit point his entire team <laughs> just by virtue of having relics. Because yep. you always want <laughs> guard on, on Commander Luke, and that means that he has to have the lowest effective hit points in the squad other than Han and Chewie, I guess. But um, that's still hard when you only want to put gear onto Commander Luke you know, relic levels, they're, they're the two other supporting characters you don't want to have to waste gear on. And so, um, so I'm a Scarif Rebel Pathfinder, should be good with him. And uh, otherwise, I'm actually, right now, I'm planning on working on First Order. Um, 
at next for, for gear 13. So we'll see how that goes. Um, otherwise, uh, we can, we have a couple, uh, random, uh, things that, uh, resources, I guess you would call them, um, that we have available for our listeners, uh, and really to anyone, even if you don't listen to us, you can access these, but, um, so what kind of things do people have to look forward to if they want to, uh, if they want to kind of see what we have to offer in terms of, uh, resources? Gosh. <laughs> well, um, I guess the first thing would be our counter sheet, you know, everybody's always asking what counters this, what counters that. So what we've done is gone through and recorded most of our fights. Um, on the counter sheet, it is a Google Doc that you can access. We'll have the link in the description below, or it'll be the link in anything we do. Um, and it describes the entire team that we faced essentially all five members, including the leader. It will tell you the entire team that we used to beat it. And then the most important and most useful part of it is it then has a timestamped link to a YouTube video with that fight on it. So you can see, you know, did we win with 50 banners? Did we win with 55 banners? Is it a hard counter? Is it a soft counter? Or did we just kind of scrape by by the skin of our teeth? Um, that way you can also know what steps to take when you actually fight the team, as opposed to just saying, yeah, uh, Revan can beat Grievous, and then not telling you you know, that you have to only kill a droid when there is fear on Grievous. Um, we also both have YouTube channels. Yours is... Much more active than mine, though mine should be picking up shortly now that real life has calmed down a little bit. Uh, you can find our YouTubes by either looking in the description below or uh, searching for either one of us. Zareth is X-A-E-R-E-T-H. You Google that on YouTube or Google that on YouTube. You find that you search that on YouTube and you will find him. I am Solo Base 15, S O L O B A S S 15. You can find me on YouTube that way. And then finally, we have a Discord server. Yeah. Finally, we have a Discord server. Uh, that Discord server, you can find the link below or on the bottom of any one of our videos. And it is mainly a server to talk territory wars, Grand Arena, talk about counters, talk about. Placing defenses, what defenses work, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, all the resources are really great. Uh, so you're obviously here listening to us. So you enjoy us. Please enjoy us more with the, our other resources. <laughs> it, yeah, you know, like we're honestly, what people keep asking me for advice, and there keeps being more people who ask me for advice. And more and more, I just say, what does the counter sheet say? Like, not not to, not to be rude to people, you know, I just, I do have a lot of other real life commitments. And um, if the problem can be solved pretty easily, like, check out the counter sheet, like it's, it's, 
it's right there. It's so easy to look up which teams you want to use and you can see like, oh no, I don't want to, I'm countering Django with Nest. I don't want to fight against a Django bounty hunter team uh, without Nest. Like, so, so you can narrow it down so easy. Like it, it's just really easy to look at it. So highly recommended. And, and, you know, of course I'm the guy who created it or who started it. And so of course I'm going to be biased, but uh, you know, do check it out. It's, it's uh, hopefully going to be helpful. It, it should be. It, it should be. Theoretically, right. Yes. I've also yes. had people tell me that my counter sheet uh, failed them. So, And they, they had a bad enough attitude. I was like, that's okay. Yeah. At the end of the day, it does still come out to um, mods. Right. And, <laughs> and execution and, you know, any number of things. Yes. Gear level. Right. Sure. Uh, anyways, I think that's that's about it, Solo. It's time for our goodbye. Right. Yeah. Um, well, just remember, in all things, Solo is always right. <laughs> uh, it's hard to forget that. <laughs> and uh, and also remember that in all things, Zareth prevails. Have a good week, everyone. <laughs>